wipe your brow? <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Pressing Issues. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's the start. That's how we get... Yep, fuck it. We're doing it. That's how it starts. Uh, we're, I was going to try and do We've some, changed tone now that we're in a different miniseries. Now we're... Hi, and welcome to Pressing Issues. We're more like high class mm. podcast. Yeah, we've got to balance out the fact that we're in my bedroom right now. Yeah, well, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna reference that straight off the top, but like you've done it, so let's just let's do it. We're recording from um, Rowan's rather comfortable, cozy bedroom. Hey guys, welcome to Pressing Issues. It's okay. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Pressing Issues. Hello, welcome there, to it is. there it is. Hello, welcome to Pressing Issues. I'm Joe. I'm Rowan. Yeah, fantastic. Strange energy this morning, this evening, <laughs> but we're running with it. Cohen's here. He's on on my desk with the laptop. He's got a beer. Yeah, we've cracked some. Be- we're we're going like full cos. Yeah, I don't know. Jesus yeah, we got all the blinds down. It's also been it's been a while since we've recorded. Oh, it's been a minute. It's been several weeks life since we gets in the way life does get in the way rowan looked me directly in the eyes when he <laughs> no, said that no i'm just keeping eye contact you know? um but well, no it love has been your fellow co-host i love my fellow co-host okay and i, I, I didn't it. say I, that i did i just said that people should oh well i do i'm <laughs> i'm brave enough to say it um <laughs> i love you Joe. i love you rowan and i love you cohen yeah i love you Cohen. and welcome to pressing issues and welcome to the start of a brand new mini series that's right we're talking comics go hollywood comics go hollywood That's we're it, talking baby. we're talking the roll the, out the red carpet the, the small print version of the big screen events you know mm-hmm. we're talking we're talking the floppies of the films you know yeah so this is like after Cohen didn't like that <laughs> <laughs> after every director's done a movie a uh, little little known fact they then go and make the comic themselves the comic adaption yeah it's true it's yeah. true that's why they're all so good <laughs> yeah that's why all of these are so so good yeah george lucas uh, finished uh, star wars and then he was like you know what i got more to say <laughs> but he did that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what he did do but, but at first you know, he waited I mean. 15 years but he was like i do have more to say about this and everyone was like that's enough um but you've just you've just played our hand we are uh, we're talking talking one of my favorite uh, franchises today. What would that be? It would be Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. We're talking Star Wars. Oh, talking Star I Wars. I managed to wrangle a Star Wars conversation into a comic book podcast because yeah. I just, I can't really go anywhere without talking about Star Wars for some reason. I just, I love it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So much. Except uh, the fan base is wrong with that. The fan base is wrong with that. But before yeah. we get into that, I want to just kind of... Yeah, we don't I want to park... We can appreciate Star Wars. everything <laughs> and just ask you, Rowan, <laughs> what's up? How you going? Oh, that's nice. Caught me off guard. I'm I good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, you know. Now, you've seen Thor. <laughs> no, actually. This is, our usual, this is our usual segment <laughs> where we review I, whatever's out. I haven't had time to see Thor. But you haven't seen Thor? You haven't... Uh, you haven't journeyed I, across to Love and Thunder? No, I have not uh, made the journey to Love North Thunder. Love North Thunder to um, a place that they have in the in the movie called Omnipotent City. Sick. Omnipotent City. It's a city of gods. Right. That's a city where like the yeah. There's a god of dumb. Is place. that where the writers uh, the writers in the writers' room of Thor Love and Thunder? They were like, "Hey, Taika." Uh, what do you want to call this uh, this city that uh, gods are in? He was like, uh, Omnipotent City. No, that's when... And then Tiger said, you're all nerds. I hate you. Yeah, this Every, is a dumb movie This is a children. dumb movie for children. <laughs> you're all a bunch of nerds. And then he went... <laughs> and he flipped everyone off and then he went and made this movie. Um, 
Jesus. My subtext there is I think that Tiger actually truly hates making Thor movies, but he does it because they pay him so much money. But it's just like every... It's like... That is my hot take as well. I think he's just like, he's just fucking around. He is just fucking around. And I like all the power to him. Yeah. But... He deserves it. He deserves it. 100%. But, you know, like... These are not real... These are not real movies. (laughs) And I'm not, I'm not going to go out here and be like, Marvel movies are real movies. But like, this is, he has, he has taken... What is on the page? A silly character, and he's been like, "Well, what if we upped the silliness?" You're talking about Thor Odinson. I'm talking about Thor motherfucking Odinson, <laughs> the man himself. But then he's made like, because I, my kind of very me take is I don't like Ragnarok that much, but I do like Thor: The Dark World. A take I've actually been seeing a lot lately. It's a good movie. I it has Christopher Eccleston as a dark elf. Like, what is not to love? Like, I didn't hate it coming out of it. I remember watching that movie, and at the end of that movie, I watched it with my dad, and my dad was like, "Oh, cool! What's the like book series that this is based on?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a comic," and he's like, oh, "I'm not interested." <laughs> you didn't know that Thor was a comic. <laughs> I was like, it's a good comic. And he's like, I don't care. Also, like, power to you for getting your dad to go see a Thor. I don't think I could pay my father enough money in the world to be like, hey, do you want to come see this Thor movie with your 30-year-old son? He'd probably be like, he would put his head in his hands. 2014. What are you going to do? And, like, I was like, it's a fantasy sci-fi movie. It's like Lord of the Rings. You like Lord of the Rings. Wow, yeah. Good sell. Good, like, roundabout sell there. Well done. Um, And then... Last year, I was like, hey, Dad, do you want to go say June with me? And he said, uh, no. Wow, we really missed out. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. And spoiler alert, we might be talking about it on this miniseries. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard of this. I haven't heard of this. Uh, yeah, this is a way different energy to what we normally like. This is yeah, this I didn't is completely see, um, different. You're more comfortable because you're in your own room. Yeah, <laughs> this is where like yeah. this is your private space. That's okay. That it's, we have it's invaded. now public space <laughs> that we've invited our yeah dozen listeners in. Yeah, love them, love them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got to say sorry to Bryce for dissing him last episode. Uh, I don't have to say sorry for that. No, I do though. Uh, Bryce is great. Wait, Bryce, come at me. <laughs> Fuck off! Yeah. Don't touch my brother. No, that's fine. No, but he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna have a lot to say about our next episode anyway because Star Wars. No, our next one, the one after this. Conan. Yeah, because we're, that's where we're like we've set this rule about <laughs> um we're doing Comic Go Hollywood and then we've immediately broken it by doing Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> it's Hollywood, baby. It's Hollywood, baby. It just uh, happened to have. I, I didn't say Thor. I did say Elvis. Yeah, I haven't seen Elvis yet. Liked it a lot. You liked it? Yeah. Great. Okay. I've, yeah, I've, I've heard a few people really, really like it. And then I've heard other people who've called it um, flaming hot garbage. Yeah, same actually. Um, but I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. It looks fun. I think you would like it. I think I, I enjoy Baz Luhrmann's excess. Yeah. Then and I, I also enjoy like that like in a world where... In a world. In a world where, like, the only big movies that we get made is, is Taika Waititi, you know, wedging the Thor franchise and, like, giving it a noogie. I'm glad that, like... Good take. Thank you. I am glad that people still give Baz Luhrmann, like, a fuck ton of money to take too long to make a movie in which he crams... Really long. Yeah. To make an overly long movie and in which he crams Tom Hanks into prosthetics Ooh. and makes him look oh boy <laughs> and then tells him to apparently go nuts with that accent that's a hill that i know cohen will die on 
What, what hill? What are you dying on? Fat Tom Hanks. Fat Tom Hanks. Not about it. You're not about it? <laughs> wow. I wow. Mean, Let Tom Hanks be. He's been out. He's been... He does everything for us. Let him do his thing. <laughs> if he wants to be in a fat suit. I don't like fat Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get cancelled. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, so that's Hollywood. So that's relevant. That's Hollywood. That's relevant. What else would we be watching? Um, just on the comic book stuff. I'm watching Miss Marvel. Oh, I still need. I've only watched the first two episodes of that. Um, pretty charming. Falls off the falls off the rails a little bit. You telling me that a Marvel Disney Plus show starts off pretty good, and then goes bad. It doesn't go bad. It just like none of these things actually know how to be TV. Yeah, they're all trying to be. Um, movies that are really long yeah but they're not even that like because like the my one of my most hated things is when and tr- i'm drawing a loop to star wars here yeah i my, think i know what you're gonna yeah do. my most hated thing is when people are like oh it's not a tv series we're making a 10-hour movie i'm like no you're not you're making bad tv because <laughs> like no Talk they don't know it. how to do it because like <laughs> none of the structures are there none of like the these you know these tv episode and series structures that have been around for oh, I don't know decades yeah. that have worked. Yeah. Netflix and the streaming services came in and just fucking obliterated that. Mm. And everyone decided like, oh, we can make meandering ten-hour nonsense because it's where, content, baby. Because it's content, <laughs> and people are going to watch it. And you know what? We do watch it. Yeah. And anyway, this is all drawing a loop because I watched. I also watched Obi Wan. Obi Wan, sorry, Obi Wan Kenobi, Star- old Ben Kenobi. You're talking about Star Wars colon. Obi Wan. I don't think it is called that. Or is I it genuinely, I think it's just called Obi Wan Kenobi. All right, party on. Because they don't really know how to. They don't know how to. Um, uh, like make good TV. No, they no, they don't. <laughs> and this is potentially the worst. This was so bad. I only watched the first two episodes of that as well. This is this happens to me all the time. I like, hate watched the living Christ out of that show. Yeah, I bet, I bet you did. It was another show that I was watching and that my poor girlfriend would have to come... <laughs> often referred to on this podcast... Poor, poor Rebecca. Poor, poor Rebecca would come out and see me cranky and she would say, why are you cranky? And I said, oh, I just watched another episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she said, oh, and I said, it was bad. And she said, stop watching it. And I said, no. I can't. <laughs> um, but this whole thing, like, because we're going to get into it, because I do think this connects to what we're talking about today as well. Mm. In So... Disney don't know how to yeah. how to kind of group these things. So they've got this thing at the beginning of these the these um, Disney Plus shows where they it like so you know how like Marvel have the big fanfare. Mm. They've got the thing that's now it has been too long for several years now. It used to be the paper flip and that was fucking cool. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Now now it's dun, the whole Giacchino score dun. and it's the whole like and it's that was really impressive. <laughs> but they've got... So, so yeah, they do that. And yeah. now, they, now, it, now it draws out and it's this like nearly minute long thing now. It's, it's a... Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Star Wars do this thing where it's like they flash across all of the like iconic helmets. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. And you're watching it and four of them, I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm like, that can't be... If your whole 
thing is that all oh, these iconic helmets that everyone knows you can't have four of them that i don't know because i'm who you're trying to get in i am the, i am the one who saw the phantom menace at the age of nine and thought yep all chips in yep. like i love it consider me a lifetime member of this fucking church <laughs> And if I watch your Star Wars show and I don't know who four of the faces are, you're doing a bad job. What faces are they? I don't know. Okay, all right. They don't even end with Darth Vader. They end with fucking Mando now. Mando's the big... Jesus Christ. God, I knew... Talk about a character I, I don't care about. I knew there was a reason I loved you. <laughs> um, and we are just out here like just absolutely... A, like. If you like Marvel Disney Plus... Sorry. Yeah, sorry about it. Um, <laughs> I get into... We're just uh, telling the truth. I get into real arguments about these shows. Like, I got into, like, genuinely, you know, like, friendship-altering arguments mm. with people about um, how I hated that Luke turned up at the end of season two of Mando. I also hate that. I hated it so much. I thought it was so dumb. I remember and everyone was people like, being like, oh, you won't believe what happens at the end of season two of Mandalorian. I was like, does Luke, does turn, Luke up? turn up? <laughs> it seems like it could be the right time for Luke to turn up. It seems like they've been building yeah. to this whole thing. But this... Okay. No, I've, I've now drawn a whole... A whole yeah, we got back there. We got no, because this is my whole thing with like... So now... This is the thesis. This is my thesis. Yeah. And it is that... Star Wars, and it's it's lukewarm, trust me, <laughs> but like Star Wars for such an expansive universe is so afraid of looking outward. Mm, absolutely. Cut to these two comics we're going to talk about. Now, tell me, Rowan, what are the two comics we're talking about today? Well, Joe, I'm glad you asked. Again, big different energy. Even Cohen can feel it. <laughs> Cohen's like, this is new, this is different. So we, the leash. Yeah. Whoa, my goodness. So, we're talking about two different eras and publishers of Star Wars. Uh, The first is the 1999 Dark Horse Comics series called Star Wars Vader's Quest. Uh, This is written by Darko McCann, illustrated by Dave Gibbons of Watchmen fame. Watchmen fame. It's a big dog right there. Uh, Colouring by Angus McKee. Lettering? Dave Gibbons. Yeah, right. Mm. Party on. Yeah. And, and then, then ooh, ooh, Jinx. Sorry. Under a roof. Sorry we can't speak it. for the rest of the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, we ruined it. <laughs> um, we're also going to talk about 2015's Marvel relaunch, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Uh, written by Jason Aaron with pencils by John Cassidy, inks by John Cassidy. Uh, letterer is Chris Eliopoulos and colorist is Laura Martin. Good, um, uh, good creative team. Really good creative team. And two good creative teams. And I think I want to talk about that one first. I know we normally do the older one first. Yeah, interesting. But I think I want to... Hey, new miniseries, new lease on life. <laughs> yes, that's what they always say. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. Um, now, should I lay down the criteria that I established earlier in the week? Yeah, that's right. Rowan threw me a small curveball this week and was like there's criteria to this this miniseries and i said cool because i need i need structure or <laughs> we, i will just we, talk about we all need structure. how much i hated obi-wan kenobi for uh Cohen, did you watch obi-wan kenobi no he knows no. better he knows 
He's a, he's yeah. Um, he's a smart boy. So the criteria for this miniseries as a whole, not just for this Star Wars, for comics go Hollywood. The f- rule number one: Does this comic replicate the tone of the movie into the comic medium well? Rule number two: Is it additive to the source material? Mm. So uh, let's let's leave that hanging over our heads as we discuss these Star Wars comics. Ten issues all up. We're discussing today, six of the first and... Oh, I only read three of the Marvel one. I read all six. I have read six in the past, so if you prompt me, I will talk about them. No, I don't think there's much else happens. I think the first... Um... <laughs> and that, uh, that is kind of the precursor to this, <laughs> yeah. this discussion. Like, I read these once and then I was trying to think about them two days afterwards. And I was like, uh, Star Wars things happen. Mm. Well, I remember like when these were announced mm. i was all this is the marvel one we're talking in, about yeah so this is jason aaron's yeah i was all in on this comic book but these comics when they got announced had quite a bit of controversy so oh, yeah 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 so what happens bye-bye eu yeah exactly i'm not gonna tell you what eu means extended universe <laughs> I think people know what EU... People are like... No, people don't. We live in a world where people know what the DCEU is. Ah, the Detective Comics Extended Universe. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Um, Yeah, so, you know, prior to this 2015 Jason Aaron comic, there had been, you know, for as long as there had been Star Wars movies, there had been Star Wars comics. Um, They were originally published back in the 70s by Marvel Mm. before they lost the rights to Dark Horse. Which happened, I think, with this Vader Quest comic, or around about the time. Yeah. No, actually, no, it was before that. But um, it was early nineties. But when Disney acquired acquires Lucasfilm, they divvy the rights back to Marvel. Hmm. Um, and with that, Kathleen Kennedy decides. And Kathleen Kennedy, you know, I enough think is it, enough. She's like, <laughs> she's like, enough is enough. And also. I'm not going to ever say... I'm never going to say anything bad about Kathleen Kennedy because... She's fine, I guess. Well, yeah. I think she's a really good film producer. Like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And I hate that she's become this figurehead of... Star Wars. Star Wars. No, no, no. This figurehead of hate from sure. From, sure, sure, sure. from shitty fans. Oh, you're lounging. You're getting comfy. <laughs> I can see you. Um, but... So, what happens is, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy said, enough is enough. Hmm. And she looked at the past 40 years of... EU stories where they... Where Jal? Where's Jal? Jal. Yeah, we'll get to Jal. Don't worry, we'll get to Jal. Um, And she wiped the slate clean. And she said, from now on, everything coming out is canon. New continuity. New continuity. And everything that has been is Star Wars Legends. Legends, baby. Be a legend. Um, I remember, like, being quite mad about this for a while. Well, that's actually, like... You've got your two points that you want to kind of like cast across this miniseries. <clears throat> My kind of like sub discussion that I want to get into with you is around canon and continuity. Yeah. And start to kind of like pick through, you know, whatever the fuck these two phrases mean. Um, but I needless tell you to what say, they mean to me now. Nothing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jack shit. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into it. But needless to say, is that people hated this decision Mm. they were 
angry. And I know it's hard to think about a group of Star Wars fans being angry. Yeah, the little people did, around. Little did we know. Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> tip of the iceberg was this fucking shit. Anyway, so we've got a year of Star Wars comics leading up to Star Wars Episode Nine. The Force Awakens. No, sorry. Star Wars Episode 7. Yeah. The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we open with Star Wars number one. Jason Aaron, John Cassidy. It's... They've decided to kind of step into the exact moment post... Um, post Star Wars. Post A New Hope. Yeah. Some people call it just Star Wars. No, we got some purist action. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Post A New Hope. Um, this is kind of leaning into the. They have the the stones to do to do first page open. They do that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, and look, and I twenty fifteen love it. Yeah, because do you know what? Slide to that next page. Boom! That's oh, Star Wars. That's a yeah. Star Wars. That has way less impact on a phone. I'm just realizing because <laughs> in the in the comic that was a double page. Yeah, yeah. I that don't was know a if I had spread. the issue or if I bought it digitally initially. I think I bought it initially. I didn't have the issue. Um, I had the issue. I'm pretty sure, but it was a double page spread that you could hear. Like it, it just had that John Williams score, even though it's a completely static image. Um, and it just tell you what, yeah, the 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 impact there is way less. But they they go into a crawl. Yeah. Um, Rowan, read that crawl. Well, crawls aren't typically read, but I'll do my best. Do it, man. <clears throat> it is a period of renewed hope for the rebellion. The evil galactic empire's greatest weapon, the Death Star, has been destroyed by the young rebel pilot, Luke Skywalker. We all remember A New Hope. I thought it was called Star Wars. It was called Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the Imperial forces in disarray, the rebels took... Looked to press their advantage by unleashing a daring offensive throughout the far reaches of space, hoping to defeat the Empire once and for all, and at last, restore freedom to the galaxy. Dot dot dot. Good crawl. I think I think Jason Aaron writes a good crawl, and what he does smartly is he kind of uses this for the second issue, and then he stops. <laughs> yeah, because like he doesn't overstay his welcome too much because the crawl could get very annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. And, and, like, this is beat for beat. Like, this is... Oh, this is a Star Wars comic. Like, mm-hmm. they open and there's, like, a ship panning in from ahead. Like Coming in from the top. Top, yeah. No, we, we've even got the, like... Yeah, we've got the... You can almost see the pan down. Yeah. But before we get, like, too into it, I want to just say, like, one of the things as we get into this comic that I think is a fundamental kind of misstep and then also... Has now become such a like a um a big problem for Star Wars and Disney Disney owned Star Wars is so the end of the end of New Hope. You know they are heroes, Mm. but you can just you know that they got by they got there by the like the 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 seat of their pants. You know like this was luck. It was a little bit of skill. Mm. Like it was it was not. It was not all they're doing. Like they're not all, engineered. They're not engineers. Roles. Yeah. And then this comic opens with them in this most daring of missions. Yeah. Like these are the they, all these guys from the movie that you know. They're all hot shots of the rebellion now. Yeah. Which just they're a strike force. It, they're a strike force. Yeah. Exactly. They're presented as this kind of like elite team. Yeah. Because they're like I understand it. Like they're the team that they're from blew the movie. Up, they blew up the Death Star. Yeah. You know, but. 
we have Han Solo doing the Han Solo doing the Han Solo thing but I don't know like no I know what you mean there's something about this comic just like and what I think it is is like they're Disney are now so afraid of and this is particularly prevalent post um, Last Jedi but they're so afraid of presenting their legacy characters as anything other than the coolest people alive yeah um, yeah. You know, like that whole Luke Skywalker thing coming in Mando is such a blatant reaction to episode eight. Oh, where you're he talking is, about The Last Jedi. I'm talking about The Last Jedi. A, a good a movie. great movie. That doesn't need any defense. Doesn't need any defense. Uh, like, yep, like yeah. we talked about. Yeah. But like, it's so clearly, I, I don't want to use, oh, what was that noise? Oh, I thought Cole, I thought Cohen Cole was going to disagree. Yeah, yeah, I thought Cohen was about to disagree, and I was about to like I don't know, like murder him or something. Um, no, wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Who'd produce our podcast? He does. Um, He's but a good guy too. He is. But you know, like they're so afraid of presenting them in any kind of like damning light, mm. and I think this kind of comic is a bit indicative of that. Yeah, they have a hard time shifting them away from being the heroes that everyone remembers them being and you know they don't really dive in that much into the no they dive into luke a little bit but everyone else is like oh look it's han solo he's roguish yeah oh it's leia she's forceful yeah she's spunky like yeah. she's you know um and then so you can I'm just trying to can think you, of can you summarize the plot of this? Yeah, so they they're on a they have hijacked a um like a weapons a, station. Well, they've hijacked a ship from the huts that was going to a weapons station yeah. to negotiate a supply line between the huts and in the, the outer rim and the empire. And so the our heroes have hijacked that ship and they've gone to the um the weapons manufacturer and they're gonna blow it up and then of course Darth Vader turns up Darth Vader classic yeah he's, he's gotta be there he's gotta be there yeah um the thing about Darth Vader he is very cool <laughs> um he's a very cool character he's a cool dude and he is my kind of like big hypocrisy in all of this like <laughs> thing because anytime he's on screen in Obi-Wan I'm like that's pretty cool <laughs> I like that guy I like that guy <laughs> And especially he works, he works especially well in comics because he's not getting, he's getting drawn, but he is a character. He looks like a comic book character. Yeah. The, Han, Leia and Luke look like the actors that yeah. portrayed them. Especially the way that John Cassidy has that kind of like way yeah. of hyper, um, realizing a mm. face and like it makes it, it means that he was a like he was the perfect choice to do this yeah i'm they just knew questioning if like was that the right choice to make yeah do do we need to see you know like mark hamill's <laughs> face because he's in the way that mark contort, hamill's face yeah. does and yeah. they've given him the, like the bluest eyes and yeah. you know and, but i think it could have been more egregious i think john cassidy clearly like kind of toes the line where disney are clearly going make this look like the star wars that we've seen in the film mm. um but 
I still think there is like an, a comic book-ish energy. Like it, these are still quite lively bodies. Yeah. That makes sense. But No, totally. They're I just not think just like, like stock photographs of the characters. Yeah. It could have been that. It's just, it is indicative of the issue that they keep running into, which is, you know, you can rep, if, you, if your character is based in iconography, mm. you can replicate that iconography yeah. whenever you want. Darth Vader, Boba Fett, like all of that stuff. When your character is a face, yeah, people sure. reject that. That's, a good that's point. why like Solo, everyone was like, that's not Han Solo mm. because it wasn't Harrison Ford. That it can't be. Alden Enright doing a great job. Yeah, pretty <laughs> good movie. movie. That I think is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you like, they're so hell bent on kind of recreating all of these things, but inherent in their plan is the problem that their actors are getting older. Mm. You know, so now we end up with fucking six episodes of deep fake Luke mm. in in plastic face. Mm. And you're just like, this wouldn't, this wouldn't happen if you let these characters go yeah. and you expand it. And that, that was my big kind of like, because at, at the time reading this comic, I was like, I have no issues with this. Like yeah, back in like, 2015, I was like, Star Wars is cool. Comics are cool. Mm. Two thumbs up. Yeah. And reading it now, the minute I saw Han, I was like, ah, oh, that's right. It's doing this. There's too many layers of that's a representation of Han Solo, which is a representation of a character played by Harrison Ford in a movie that also came out. Third. Like there was just the walk was just a little bit too much for my brain to yeah. make smoothly. Yeah, yeah. That I had to no, be like... No, I, I kind of get what you mean. I think I was like in reading this a little bit nice to it in my head. I was like, well, you know, I knew this was going to happen, but mm. it's not the worst it could be. But I think you're absolutely right. Like, I'm glad you're tearing it to shreds. Yeah, thank you. I don't think I'm tearing it. Yeah, you're I'm not kinda, tearing it to shreds. But no, but you like, know what I mean. Um, so, if you only read three issues, so you didn't get any of the Boba Fett stuff. No. Ah, okay. That's cool. The Boba Fett... Is was this weirdly a moment that worked for me? Oh, okay. Uh, is that the story where you find Han's ex-wife? That that so the sixth issue is um. I actually read I read, I read, I read I read seven issues. Okay, because I have read most of these when they were coming out. Yeah, so the first three issues are them on the station. Yeah, and then because I thought that was a story in itself. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of half an arc because the whole arc is kind of Luke um, realizing like oh he's not ready to be the hero that sure he ends up being in five yeah um, so they can do 75 issues of this series yeah exactly I did not so, realize it was that long yeah it's so long yeah. um, so the second kind of half the, la- the latter three issues are him going in search he's going back to obi-wan he's going back to tatooine because no one can ever fucking leave no tatooine no, no. apparently you love tatooine you I love fucking hate tatooine. You know, Eisley? you know the cantina thing that comes from tatooine. more of a moss esper man um yeah. that was fucked that was, <laughs> that was way too deep <laughs> you have to pan back a bit there <laughs> we're only t- look this this series is not that deep in like Star Wars lore. They're like no, that's the funny that's thing. That's the thing. It's not deep in Star Wars lore. It is very deep in in cutesy. Um, you remember this from the movies? Yeah, it's very cutesy in bits. Yeah, in and like, I, I almost like I almost feel like there was a lot of editorial pressure 
because this is the big Marvel Star Wars comic, I, I don't think a lot of these would have been Jason Aaron's decisions where they're like, okay, in this page, you got to put an ATAT. Yeah. In this page, Darth Vader's got to be there and he's got to like, I don't know, do something cool. He it, it doesn't seem like... It's like iconography for the sake of iconography, if that makes sense. Yeah, and exactly. Like but it's, not for it's, the story's sake. It's like... um. For me, the, the, the biggest kind of culprit of it is Luke fucking saying that he bullseyed a womp rat. Oh. I'm like, bitch, Ooh. I know you bullseyed a womp rat one time. Yeah. But also, like, it is very Luke Skywalker to bring that up again and again and again. Like, that is a thing that he would be suppose, like, yeah. he would just, like, sidle up to you at a party and he'd be like, hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> he's the meme stuff. where he's, like, in the corner of the room and everyone else is talking and it's him being like, they don't know that I bullseyed a womp rat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly that's exactly right um but but it, that's it like it's it's that stuff versus deep law because at this point there's they've stripped the law out of it like yeah. there's not a lot of law now yeah there's, there's they don't the, want to commit to building anything new because that's all happening in the movies yeah so they're just like we're just gonna keep this pretty like what you know already and like a little bit more maybe but not too crazy but see that and that's my other like on my notes here i said like None of these stories, well, this one is particularly matter. Yeah, they're not as brave or as daring as they can be because mm. you can't be because that you've sandwiched it between two of the greatest movies yeah. that have ever been made. Yeah, like what can you do that is going to be as good as episode four and then episode five? Yeah, you can't make any lasting character development that wasn't in the movies. And there's only so many kind of like quote unquote plot holes that you can yeah. poke. Like, one that I liked in this was when Luke sees Darth... When Luke's when Darth Vader takes Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. And Luke's like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. And you realise, like, oh, that's right, he's never seen... The Force. The Force yeah. in action. Like, in the same way that when audiences went and saw episode five and he did that out of the ice, out yeah. of the snow, yeah, everyone yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. what? You can do that with the fort? Like, that's a good point. It's kind of that, that building up of that of that legend. But um, So that's like the appeal of these comics, basically. It's like, how did they get from point A to B? Yeah, but, but they like, can't be too big of shifts. No, because do you know, like, another example of this is Clone Wars, mm. where they, that went so deep into itself in a way that like it's as like if you watch that as just like a show those characters are, are very well developed and they're very well constructed and they've got a great storyline mm. but then it makes no sense if you put it in between episodes two and three yeah because sure. you're missing whole characters like if you go into episode three then and anakin hasn't mentioned ahsoka and ahsoka is this like kind of vital part of his character yeah. in this show that's like apparently, a child or a yeah, sister yeah exactly and then the whole <laughs> whole movie he doesn't mention her and i think this is what i'm kind of getting at about like canon and continuity because mm. it's like so good like, yeah i am nailing this is your episode yeah <laughs> yeah x-men was yours and this star wars is mine but like that's what I'm kind of... Because... Oh, fuck. I missed... I lost it, though. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's so fine. I took the compliment over, <laughs> over the, uh, the discussion. Um, uh, continuity and canon. To anyone who listens to this podcast who doesn't read comics, which I know a lot of people do. Yeah. I have friends who are like, hey, it's just nice to hear your voice. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's hey, nice. Hey, uh, Billy, Katie... Uh 
Anyway. Anna, <laughs> Anna, Brazier, those those guys are there. But they don't... Cohen. Yeah, Cohen, you're our, you're our audience surrogate. I always yeah, forget. Right. But like, let's explain what canon means. Yeah, so it's like the established law or like... Rules, rules or rules story, story. Yeah. like... <clears throat> it is canon that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there is a five-year blip. Yeah, that's canon. That's not canon in the real world. Yeah. Well, because the real world doesn't have canon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I have some things we have to explain to you. <laughs> the real world. Talk about the real world canon here. <laughs> <laughs> not out some- of con- not out of continuity world. <laughs> Sometimes uh, white colonizers will reboot the real world canon. <laughs> oh boy, true. That's true though. Um. Yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of like it's an understood set of storylines and rules dictated by those stories. Mm. Um, so, for example, like you will always have in comic books what is kind of called a main continuity. Yeah, I think we've touched on this. We've before. touched on it a little bit, but so you'll have in Marvel, it's like anything that happens is happening. In that continuity. Yeah. Unless specified that it's out of continuity. In Earth 616, which is both the comics and the movies. It's an incursion. Yeah. That's what that is. <sighs> you like that. Um, so then you have stories, and this is what everyone kind of cracked the shits about with this Star Wars stuff, is that suddenly all of these stories that had existed as quote-unquote canon... That way important. That were important to people. Yeah. And that's, see, that's the thing Like I, I always try to like wrap my head around is like, Canon becomes very important to people. And I understand that because you you kind of need to know that your stories that you like kind of have some sense of importance. Here's, here's like a good uh, idea of it. For a long time, uh, Kitty Pride of the X-Men hmm. was coded... A favorite. Yeah, love her. Was coded as bisexual. But it was never said that she was queer in the comics until like the last two or, two or three years, I think. Really? I believe so. If, if not, she has kissed good, good girls. For good for Kitty. Um, but like, it, you know, it's good that she's coded bisexual and that's enough for some people. But also a lot of people need that like... Validation. The validation that it's said on the page that she is bisexual and that's canon. That's important for people. Mm. Because, like you said, it gives us... It's the sense of importance. It's a sense of kind of like, no, no, this is real. This, like, this decision that my character has made matters Mm. moving forward. And what I think people always forget is like, it doesn't. Yeah. At all. It's a story. It's a story that is being told by a thousand different people that is going to get, like, it's going to get wiped away in a second. Like, continuity then contradicts itself. And so we're gonna we kind of interchange continuity and canon fairly regularly. They they're mostly mm. the same thing. Yeah. Um. But like these things contradict each other themselves. They yeah. dip in and out. They take what they want because the best way to view it is more like kind of myths and legends that they all probably happened in some way. Mm. But like, but that's hard for people, and that's what this yeah. Star Wars thing really rubbed people wrong. Yeah. Where they just kind of they had especially like long term. Um. Star Wars comic readers. Yeah. They just got told like, no, nah, 
Not your... even like comic readers. This was like a multimedia situation. People were like, oh, yeah, there was the Nazi games. Old Republic? Yeah. That's not a thing anymore. Novels, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And they all just got wiped away. Yeah. But, th- but they're but still they're there. Still there. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but there is that kind of palpable sense of when you read them, you're like, well, this isn't real. Yeah. Versus when you read something that is in canon like, or in continuity and you're like, this is real. It's, it's this ineffable kind of, you know, intangible thing. Yeah. That is hard to explain. I'm trying. We're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get angry at us <laughs> if we get it wrong. Um, we're not wrong though. We're not wrong. But... I mean, I think the sense that I had at the time was they're not going to make any more of that thing versus they are making and will make more of this thing mm. because it's canon. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's a, it's a promise, to, it's a promise to continue. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the big divider. Yeah. Yeah, because especially in... Again, like we, we're talking about a canon that had it existed for 40 years. Yeah. Like big character changes were being had been made and were being kind yeah. of continued. Yeah. Um anyway, but then yeah, Kathleen Kennedy said no more canon. Yeah. But um the comic. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember how we got Yeah. It was <laughs> so a long far away. It was a long thing, but um oh, that's right. No, no, that's right. Because we would <laughs> we had looped around because I had said like um you know these big stories like clone wars yeah yeah so my point my point is (laughs) yeah is that when you try to create stories that sit um in between canon and continuity like when you've got established continuity points yep at either end of your story it's kind of hard to wrangle you your way around and that's what these these tv shows keep butting up against yeah like the Obi-Wan show kept... The, the in-state... Sorry, you go. So, it kept dancing around the, like, the possibility of, like, oh, God, are they about to break canon? Yeah. Because, you know, there's an established point that, like, at, you know, when when Luke is 17 or 18, Ben comes to him and says, like, it's time to time to go. Like, Yeah, the stakes in these smaller stories are inherently lower because they have to reach a certain point and they can't... If they do that, they're breaking canon and... Yeah. God knows what'll happen to the world when that happens. I think it explodes. Yeah. I'm fairly sure that happens. I think so. Um, But yeah, kind of all this to say, you know, this comic is... Is fine. Fine. Yeah. It's, it's, It's exactly what it... What the creators wanted it to be. Yeah. Which is just, here's the movies in comic form. Yeah. These are the characters that you know doing the things that they do. But what's really interesting is that they... There are some, like, good developments. There's some fun developments. I enjoyed... I enjoyed um, Darth Vader finding out that... Oh, you didn't read that bit. I have read it in the past. Yeah, so... so, um, In issue six, Boba Fett discovers that... Skywalker. Skywalker, And he tells Darth Vader... Skywalker. And he... That's how Darth Vader finds out that Luke Skywalker was the one that blew up the Death Star. He, and that's how he realizes that Luke Skywalker exists, that his son exists. Yeah. And it's a, it's a pretty, like, it's a good moment that you do realize, like, he's one of those kind of, again, quote unquote, plot holes in the movies that you realize, like, oh, yeah, he knew how to... That's the big one that everyone's everyone's angling for. Everyone, yeah. And it's, it's funny how, he, how Jason Aaron takes that pretty much from... 
Vader's quest. Yeah. Um, but this in this one, Boba Fett gets delivered to him. And in this one, Boba Fett is cool again. Sure. He's Hate to cool. say it. <laughs> he is cool. And then the, Wait, the seventh issue. You're talking about that cool guy with the green rusty helmet? Yeah. You know, oh, the, you know the book, cool. the book yeah, of yeah, Boba yeah, Fett? Yeah, yeah, he's cool. He yeah, the cool. book of Boba Fett. Did you watch that? No. Yeah, neither. <laughs> it was one I completely skipped. Yep. And then I heard it became like there's a whole episode that he's not even in. It's about the Mandalorian and baby, baby um, Yoda and Ahsoka. And I'm like, well, what? You're not even pretending anymore. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Um, but interesting. So just really quickly, mm. the seventh issue is um, an issue from, it's like a story from Obi-Wan's diary. Yeah, I remember reading that. They did that in between arcs. They kept doing these like Obi-Wan's diaries. Things. Yeah. And it was, that 22 page comic was so much better and yeah. so much more interesting <laughs> than <laughs> fucking six hours of whatever I watched of Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I was just like... That's where Jason Aaron's stretching out a little bit more, you know? I think he has a little bit more freedom yeah. to kind of like... Well, because at that point, th- that didn't matter as much. Yeah. Like, that was completely untold and they were just like, yeah, we're just going to fuck around. Like, Yeah, and I think like as a writer, historically, Jason Aaron has excelled in these kind of character-focused, like... I know Obi-Wan isn't like a Southern, like Texan, Southern American story. But it's a cowboy story. It's a cowboy story. And it's, it's like kind of like Lone Ranger vibes, yeah. which is what Jason Aaron does really well, I think. Yeah, totally. So I think that was when he was like, all right, like cracks his knuckles and he's like, let's, let's fucking do this. But I think that's also why he writes Boba Fett well. Yeah, sure, sure. That's because Boba Fett, like. He makes him cool. He does make him cool. Yeah. And he's, because he's got that kind of like all alone, just trying to get out there, like. Just a bounty hunter, man. He's just a bounty hunter, man. He's just living his life being a bounty hunter. It's just fucking job to job. Yeah. You know, like what bounty He's a jobber. Hunter, what bounty hunters are supposed to be? They're not supposed to be embroiled in fucking the ways of the Jedi. <laughs> there are... Um, Sorry. I have a couple of screenshots, some art moments that I thought were interesting. This one in particular, I'm going to show it to you. Yeah. Where uh, John Cassidy has this weird visual effect with lightsabers that doesn't stick the whole time he's on art no it's a weird one where it's when a lightsaber is swinging instead of having like the light kind of swoosh along there's no motion blur yeah you just see like six separate sabers do you know what's weird though go on really works for me ah i did not like it for some reason (laughs) it just works for me what's your verdict no not into it I don't know why it works for me. I think it just does. And I think it's just also just because... It reminds me of like a low, slow f- frame, like slow-mo camera. Like low frame, per se- low FPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they say in the biz. They, they do say that in the biz. Uh, slow-mo. <laughs> no, totally. Um, but also, I think why it works for me is that Darth Vader looks cool. Again, I really like it that it just gets me going that I'm like, he's fucking cool. He, he does. He does look cool. Uh, there are several moments in this series where he looks cool. There's the bit where they're trying to step on him with an ATAT. Yeah. And he he holds it up with force. Fucking crunches it. And then he slices its leg off. That's cool. Yeah. Extremely. <laughs> yeah. Darth Vader is cool. Darth Vader pretty cool. Um, uh, they've got a good moment with... Um, yeah, but see, then they do the lightsaber swish normally there. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, man. Continuity. Continuity. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Um, trying to do like slow motion. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe that's it. 
Fuck, Cohen nailed me. Cohen just fucking roasted you. <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm going to cop it. That was brutal. Um, there's good bits uh, where there's a speeder fight between Darth Vader and Luke. Yeah, because he, he bullseyes a womp rat. Yeah, but Darth Vader's like following him. He's like, not this time, my boy. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know this is kind of like a blur kind of way, but like... It's that's, just, that's what this comic is. It's a it's a three issues full of cool moments. I fucking like blitz through it. It is possibly the easiest comic we've read. Yeah. We've read to date. Like, I think I finished one issue in like two minutes or something. Yeah. Just, it's a long issue too. It's like a double size issue. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, oh shit, finished. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like, you know, we touched on everything there. Like it's, yeah. I shrugged, sorry. Uh, <laughs> let, let's see. In the criteria, it, it does the movie. It does the movie. It is not additive. No, but also I think it can't... Like, I think our whole argument... It, it couldn't is be, like, yeah. It's not allowed to be. Yeah. To a point it's where, like... It's not their fault kind of thing. Yeah. But then... Mm, but by it the is same, someone's fault. But by the same criteria, this next comic that we're talking about, I think is very additive. I think it's very good. I think it's very good. Yeah. We've developed we've such a fucking annoying like <laughs> theme where we're like, old comic, really good. New comic, fine. Fine to bad. No, I mean, you like the Avengers comic more. I did. Yeah. I'm a little Bendis bitch though. And uh, the X-Men, we liked the new comic more. That's true. All right, I take it back. Yeah. I take it back. This comic rules. It Vader's cool. Quest. It's got a cool run, name. Run, run through it. What do we got? You can run through the plot. So this as a like... So the Jason Aaron one was more about like Luke being like, man, I don't know if I am actually a good hero. This is about Luke being like completely oblivious to his like rippling effect in the Rebel Alliance. Absolutely. He is, <laughs> Which he, is great. He, he is a child this whole time. Yeah. And he is kind of buoyed by his own sense of importance and his own kind of like ideal ideal of himself yeah until the end when he sees repercussions for his actions yeah. and there's actual character growth yeah um, yeah but this one is tonally it's not sorry it's thematically kind of similar to the to the jason aaron in that it's you know it's end game is about um not end game but it's like its whole thing is about vader discovering yeah the identity skywalker 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 yeah the skywalker. identity of who blew up the death star yeah because that's I the first page it's the first page whereas in the jason aaron one it's the last page yeah. of issue six and i think it's uh quite uh well structured that it is the first thing and that kind of echoes throughout it it's yeah it would send him on his on his merry on way his vader's quest <laughs> uh that it's darth vader constantly going like and, and like I like that it's addressed in the last issue this is skipping ahead a bit as well where uh, Marla the mm. bounty hunter talks to the emperor and the emperor is like oh I know that he knows that that's his son I'm just letting him play his little games I know Ooh, the emperor is such a weird like <sighs> he's such a weird villain because his whole thing is just like <laughs> yes everything you did was exactly yeah. as I said it would be <laughs> yeah, and ah yeah. my plan all along and you're like god shut Oh. Yeah. Especially then in episode nine where he's like, yes, I created a force dyad between you and you were two together and I knew it and I created Snoke. And, uh, Somehow, so Palpatine has returned. Uh, that was written by an Academy Award 
I want to say nominated, but I'm fairly sure he won screenwriter. You talking about JJ? No, no. I'm talking about a man named Chris Terrio. Um, let me just really quickly. Quick aside. I don't know. We're talking about The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. He won the best adapted screenplay for Argo. Chris Terrio wrote that line. Somehow, Palpatine, Palpatine has, returned. has returned. Anyway. Anyway, major props to um, Oscar Isaac for delivering that with like like any semblance of like authority and truth like i think like that is a terrible line but he gives it and you're like yeah i guess he oh, has. i guess i guess he has returned <laughs> i guess you're right what are we gonna I, do? I guess somehow he has returned um so this comic uh the kind of i wouldn't say he's a main character but he's kind of the secondary character is a little uh vin- vet- veteran rebel pilot named jowl Jal. Uh, what's his last name? His name is... Geneve. Jal T. Geneve. Cool guy. Actually not. He's actually horrible. No, he's a horrible guy. So he... So this whole comic is like... It, it kind of... Whereas the first... The Jason Aaron comic kind of foregrounds Luke as this kind of hero's journey. Um, this one positions him as this... Like we said, this kind of person, you know, unknowingly sending ripple effects throughout everything so who this just is, this got lucky in one instance yeah who got lucky in one instance and then didn't know that that had repercussions yeah outside of you know blowing up the death blowing star. up a lot of people um so he this this disgruntled pilot is angry that luke skywalker is the hero because he got he had to sit out the mission because he had measles he had measles <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> space measles. Yeah, space measles. The first time ever that a Star Wars comic has been like, yeah, diseases hum- are things. A human disease is a thing. <laughs> this measles, poor guy go to the death star. Poor guy had measles and couldn't get in his cockpit. Jal, Jal had measles. Um, <laughs> Should have got a shot, Jal. So he is really cranky, and he kind and then of then he gets fucking sloshed. He gets sloshed. And he is he gets sent to a different moon. Like he gets sent to like a, a rebel um like sign up base. Like he, a recruitment. He gets sent to like a recruitment um center on a different on a different planet. Yeah, they sent him to Debrava. Debrava and he gets fucking full sloshed and he and he he speaks Skywalker's name. Meanwhile there are bounty hunters out looking for Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Sent by Darth Vader, who's still really cool. He is really cool in this comic. Uh, I can still hear him whenever the dialogue is there, which I think is important. I'm not just read like everyone else. I'm reading the comic whenever Again, Darth Vader speaks. I'm it's like, James L. Jones. Yeah, it's like no. Do you know apparently they're doing that mostly like digitally now? Like I don't think it's James L. Jones doing that voice. I think they've like Disney have manufactured a computer to replicate it. Sure. That. Yep. Isn't that terrifying? Yep. Uh, look, it's not surprising though. I hope his family still get like paid when they do that. I sure hope so. Because he's old. Yeah, I, I didn't even think he was still around. He's good for him. Yeah, um, great actor. Extremely great actor. So, yeah, because Jal acted out and drunkenly drove an X-wing uh, because he was like, oh, "I should be the hero, not Luke." He got sent to Debrava. We kind of did all this. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then meanwhile... There's Marla, another character. So what this comic already does over the Jason Aaron stuff is 
create new characters. Create actually new characters that have a sense of life. Yeah. In in the world as well. Like I'm putting my feet up. Sorry. Go for it. My bad. That's all right. Um, Choose her own, but I don't care. Is that okay? Are you sure? Well, as long as those souls don't touch my uh, duvet. Yeah, they're all good. All right. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, oh, God, I completely lost my spot. Um, <laughs> too comfortable. Too, I got too comfortable. Okay. Meanwhile, Luke is sent to a different planet. Oh, he gets sent to the nice planet. The, the quotation marks, nice planet. Um, he gets sent to Jasbina. Jasbina. Um, and he boy, is it corrupt boy it's super corrupt it's owned by the emperor but luke is there to try and kind of jettison them out and what i think like one of the things that i really liked about this um comic is that it really touches on that it's been you know 20 years of imperial rule yeah some people that, like it some people like it and some people have like and then also like their presence on all planets is not necessarily militaristic. Yeah. That they have a control of everything, but they don't have... They're not waging war on every single planet. Yeah. Um, and I just that feel like... expanding the universe. Yeah. It's expanding the universe and it just makes it feel a little bit more kind of real that Luke could go to a, an empire-occupied planet and be fine like it's yeah. not like it's almost like a diplomatic mission yeah um ultimately he's not but that's fine ultimately he's not no ultimately he has to fight yeah but and that's all about his naivety as well yeah oh, this one absolutely just crushes on the luke naivety yeah. this guy fucking hates luke skywalker yeah and like he's also <laughs> gibbon's also like um the artist kind of really relishes in drawing this kind of wide-eyed like <laughs> exuberance like he's got these kind of like rosy cheeks and this big smile and these blue eyes and he's kind of like <laughs> yeah. hey i can help and you're like you're an idiot yeah literally like when he meets this uh like the emperor or whatever he is figurehead of jasmina yeah kind of like the, sultan-esque yeah figure. yeah yeah he's like oh by the way we like the empire here mm. and luke's like oh that's all right i'll make it change and the guy's like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Then, meanwhile, Luke gets kind of tricked into, quote unquote, rescuing the princess of Jasmina. Which I, I love that plot point. Yeah. And it turns out that, like, she's a, she's a rebel. Yeah. Sympathizer. And then, yeah, it's it's... Luke goes to save her because that's what he knows. He's done that before. Mm. He saved a princess. He he's like, I can do this. He's like, that's the one thing I'm good at. And yeah. Like, he's like, saving princesses and blowing up big things. <laughs> yeah, and the princess is like, what are and you I'm doing? I'm all out of big things. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> the princess is like, what are you doing? Mm. Please do not save me. Please do not save me. I'm trying to like get my father to switch sides. Yeah. Then that guy dies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we've we've really like our steamrolled this our one. Steam is just completely <laughs> run dry. Uh, and then Jal is in Debrava, mm-hmm. and uh, he there, there's a kid, an idealistic little kid, who's mm. like, oh man, I really want to join the Rebel Alliance. And Jal fucking tears him to shreds. Yeah, Jal's like, don't do that. Being idealistic is dumb. Yeah. Um. And then that kid fucking dies. Bobek. Bobek dies. Bobek dies, and he's like. You ruined the dream for me. 
Yeah, really pins it all on Zhao. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, to be fair, is a piece of shit. Yeah. I guess, like, like this is so much more plotty than the... Yeah, there's a lot in this. There's a lot. I'm just realizing, yeah, there's so much in this. I'm kind of... Mala kind of has a role. Mala Mala's is a like a bounty hunter who is actually like some good uh, disabled re- representation. Yeah, it's really she nice. She has a droid that kind of like does everything for her while she kind of sits in it. Oh yeah, the droid. <laughs> We're getting bogged down in specifics. <laughs> no, but like the droid who follows Luke around yeah. in Jasmina and he's like, I'm a good journalist. Like, yeah. I'm a journalist droid. And then he gets cranky that he's been like... <laughs> He's been corrupted to do something else. And he's yeah. like, my journalistic standards. Yeah. Um, so he lies. Yeah. I'm just kind of talking like... is. A l- Damn, I did it again, didn't I? Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, there's just a little bit less to talk about in terms of like the impact of this because this was... It was a good comic. This is just a good comic that came out at a time when like they weren't doing... T- there wasn't like this big hoo-ha about what this could have meant for... You know, the future of the franchise. Yeah. And this came out like concurrently to Phantom Menace. So I think that overshadows it. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's not as though people are reading this going like, but what about the implications? Like, you know. Yeah. They're not, like, oh, cool. Yeah. Everyone's like, great. Cool story. Like nice little addition. Yeah. Everyone's more concerned with. Whatever George. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And- oh, he turns. Qui-Gon turns back up in the uh. Obi-Wan series. And Liam Neeson looks old because he's old. <laughs> Rowan's rubbing his eyes. He can't it. believe it. Oh but, my um, God. I didn't think he would ever come back. Oh my God. I know. It is weird, but it's like they've got their claws in everyone. They'll get you. Money. If you, if you, if you turned up in one of those movies, they'll get you. They'll get you back. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day they get Natalie Portman back somehow. Marvel did it. Surely Star Wars can do it. Well, there was like a quote where Taika Waititi was like, hey, Natalie Porton, do you, you want to be in my Star Wars? Do you want to be in my Star Wars movie? And she was like, I've been in a Star Wars movie. And he was like, oh yeah. And she was like, yeah, three of them. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, but yeah, like like I said, like this comic is, it just exists. Yeah. It's just there. It's a great little Star Wars story. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Darth Vader is really fucking cool. Luke. I like the I like the story beat that you know he about how he finds out, and I like kind of seeing him, him grappling with it, grappling with the idea, the concept of being that he's like that he has a son, yeah, and that that son destroyed his big battleship, <laughs> destroyed his big big fancy battleship, yeah, 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 and that he's like trying to hide it from everyone, and everyone's like Skywalker, what does that mean? He's like nothing, shut up, yeah, shut up, yeah. <laughs> um. And the emperor is like, what? What do you? What do you keep skulking away to do? Gibbons goes. Gibbon oh, Gibbons does a relishes. He relishes emperor. every craggle in <laughs> Palpatine's face. <laughs> it gives him a big, like, full page spread, and I was like, Jesus! That's yeah. like, I really didn't need to see that much of Palpatine's face. Yeah, um, it's just him saying Skywalker, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah, okay. Do it. Do it. <laughs> That's what he says. He does what he says. And then he says it in the ninth movie. And Dude. everyone applauded. Um, God, I hate content. <laughs> that's what we're making right now. Yeah. Um, so in in the end of it, Luke does learn the value of being a hero. And it's actually a really interesting final kind of scene where Vader is all alone against the um, residents of oh, yeah. Jasbina and that's Luke. Good, actually. 
and they let him walk. Which again is this thing like... But there's a good, like, there's a moment where they're like, oh, he wasn't going to fight all the residents of these pla- this planet. And they're like, but he might have. But he might have. But then also like they realize like we can't kill Vader. Yeah. There's there's this kind of, there's all these weird diplomatic implications of like, no, no, like you don't just take off the head. Like, yeah, it's Even it was such did, a strange, like, yeah. interesting little moment that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, here comes a big fight. And then it's literally four panels of his lightsaber and then the final panel of it going down. Yeah. And him walking away. And I was like, that fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jowl sacrifices himself to blow up the um, the Star Destroyer waiting on top. R.I.P. a true king. Mm. Not really, though. No. <laughs> a fine man. A reformed, <laughs> a reformed asshole. <laughs> yeah, dickhead. Yeah. Um, and then he, I think he's like, I'm sorry, Bobek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That guy was a king. <laughs> um, so, apparently the writer, uh, a lot of the names in this comic are like, he uses words from his native Croatian language. Oh, so that makes sense. Like, Jartel Ganiv and Sayana, like all Slavic words. That's like a weird self-own to his own language. Yeah, I love it. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to put him into canon. And then, then they ruined the canon. He was like, oh, <laughs> They're like, oh, it doesn't matter My anymore. Names don't matter. <laughs> I'm sure that he had very personal gripes about the extended universe being I'm wiped. sure he did. Yeah. Um, like, oh man, I'm not going to get paid anymore. I've I've got nothing. Else. <laughs> I've got nothing else for you for this comic. I'm sorry. It's I'm good. sorry, Darko uh, McCann. Mr. Watchman writes it. Yeah, he draws. Looks it. pretty good. Mr. Watchman draws it. Obviously, this is not as good looking as Watchman, but. No, but very few things are. <laughs> like that's that's but a hard, very that's a really hard comparison. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Um, the criteria. I feel like, obviously, it's additive. Mm. Thematically, it's pretty different to the movies. Yeah, but I but I like like that. that. Yeah, and I like that it has this kind of like, it has this focus on ancillary characters rather than mm. like it's poke it's able to poke fun of, of its um legacy characters while still also making them have some growth yeah it's it's pretty like it's again like this classic kind of 80s and 90s comic books that are written by good comic book writers and you're like oh that's right people were good at comics back you then. were all really good at this yeah. because <laughs> no one was letting you do anything else yeah um yeah yeah it does like uh you know, pokes fun at Luke. It, it position. It's like, oh yeah, Luke is a eighteen-year-old kid thrust into like a messianic Fucking, figurehead. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of an intergalactic um, Star War. The Star Wars. The Star Wars. Anyway, yeah. let's do perfect panels because I am like, <laughs> I am just <laughs> drooping over here. Go for it. What do you got for me? What do you got for you me? Got, no, you go first. Okay, let's see where I've put them. So my first one is actually from an issue that you didn't read. That's all right. Um, it's the top one there. Throw it up. It is just... Oh, yeah, that is good. That is John Cassidy doing some good work. Yeah. This is the moment where Darth Vader, he is from Boba Fett the word skywalker and it's uh it's it's him in profile it's technically a one perfect page well no no it's just i'm just i'm just talking about that panel okay i'm just talking about the top panel um 
I have. I know the rules. <laughs> we invented the rules. <laughs> you can bend the rules. And mind. it's him. It's him in just profile and like. What is so good about Darth Vader is that like he's a static figure, but you can always read him. Yeah. You know what he's feeling. You, you can hear the. Right, and then yeah. and then you can hear the room shake and, and you see it. Yeah, exactly. Later in the page. All right, what do you got? Uh, from that comic, my perfect panel. Oh, yeah. Probably this one of Chewbacca just going ham on a couple of these natives. <laughs> who, like, had no involvement in this... Uh, <laughs> They have got no beef in this war. <laughs> they were just scrapping the Millennium Falcon because it looks like junk. Yeah. <laughs> which is mentioned in the story. Famously. And Chewbacca, they're like, Chewbacca, get these guys off our ship. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's like, he's holding one up in one end and he's gunning down the rest of it. Like, he gets rid of them with Christ. extreme prejudice. <laughs> Don't fuck with this guy. I love Chewie. Can't believe we didn't talk about Chewie. I love Chewie. The, I, I talked about Chewie. There, I said it. I said it. I love the man. Well, I love the Wookiee. not even in Vader's quest, I don't think. No. Neither, neither's Han. Or Leia. Which and that it? is a better story decision. <laughs> <laughs> because as the Obi-Wan show is showing me, the less that has Leia in it, the better. Oh, even from the two episodes. That kid is rough. <laughs> Insufferable. I hope she has a great career. I really do. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be acting now. You're like eight years old and you're bad at it. <laughs> Um, what do you got for Vader's quest? I have another Skywalker panel. I have the other one. Oh, that yeah. one there. Skywalker. Skywalker. It's just that one. Skywalker. That top one. Because I think Gibbons does, again, he has, he relishes in the details of Vader's helmet and like, and he focuses so much on the eyes that are supposed to be these kind of, just these glass. Yeah. Nothings. And then he just, he really leans into them and it's great. It's great I silhouetting. Love it. Shading's great. Oh, I was a big fan. It is good. Oh, all right, we did it. No, wait. Oh, no, we didn't. My one perfect. Your panel. one perfect. Panel. Yeah, I know. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be. It's, it's fucking old. My gal gal with measles in sick bay with, with measles, measles crying. And they are some measles. Because everyone is celebrating the blowing up of the Death Star, <laughs> yeah. and he realizes that he wasn't there for it. Look, you know what? Fair enough. Justified. Jal is Jal. justified. Justice for Jal. Justice for Jal. Um, that's going to be it, guys. Oh, for the love of God, let it end. I've talked about Star Wars for too long. <laughs> uh, oh. I would like to revisit Star Wars one day because there are some better comics. Like these are good comics, but yeah, there are some good Star Wars comics out there. Yeah, I think I think we can loop the loop it back into um, a different mm. miniseries one day. Yeah. But these are some Star Wars ass Star Wars comics. These are some Star Wars ass Star Wars comics. I don't think I've like do you know why I'm so exhausted? Mm. Is no one has ever willingly sat here and talked to me about Star Wars for this long. So <laughs> thank you for that, both of you. I'm so sorry. But that's why I'm so tired, because this is I just feel like I've vented like ten years worth of like opinion and emotion about this it, thing it was healthy yeah for you to get that out <laughs> yeah, and it was a pressure release you're gonna come you're gonna walk out of my house and you're gonna light like, as a feather you're gonna, you're gonna be like sprinting 
but anyway, next time we got Conan. Yes, we know it's a book. Do not at us. Talking about Conan the Barbarian. Bryce. Don't bring him up. <laughs> now I'm defending him. I love my brother. I know. Of course you do. Uh, right, yeah, we're talking about... Oh, I had a little bit of a testy pop there. Uh, we're talking about Robert E. Howard's Conan the Barbarian, which, yes, novel, but... Famously. Portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. In a movie. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. That's where we're going. So, yeah, we'll be talking about two adaptations of the story, The, the Tower, Tower of the, the Elephant. Elephant. Good name. Great name. Really um, so, you can find us on uh, socials at Pressing Pod. I think that's it. Yeah. You'll find it. You know how to use social media. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You're a smart person. Pressing, Pressing Issues Podcast. Yeah, there's our, there's our producer. Um, produced by Cohen de Groot. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Probably more on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram on Ron K. Grover. Joe is back on Instagram. I'm back on Instagram. Baby. I can't remember my handle though. Jay Brown 1991. Oh, there it is. Follow him. He's got oh, some dear. sizzling content. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. End this. That's going to do this it. immediately. Thanks, guys. All right. We love you so much. Bye. Uh, Patreon incoming. Oh, God.